Now is your time to flex. We are the champions, my friends. We'll keep on fighting to the end. Boom, 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 boom. We are the champions. We are the champions. I'm edit this no out. time for losing. <laughs> Because we, we are the champions. We still are the witnesses. What's going on, world? This is your moderator, B. Jones, coming to you live from the 13th floor where the furniture isn't always the best, but the views are amazing. We got another great show lined up for you today. Of course, we got to celebrate the champions, the Golden State Warriors, and my dog, KD, Trey Five. Killed them last night. But yeah, let me get these introductions out of the way. First up, T.I., J. Days. What's happening, my brother? Hey, what's going on, man? Um, As far as, like, are we keeping that in? I don't know, man. We might have to out. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> but no. no. <laughs> what are you doing? No. What are you doing? No, 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 no. My bad, my bad. Hey, what's going on, man? Show with old girl. Oh, oh yeah, we can get into that too, man. Of course, our man Jay Bates went live for the second time. Uh, over what, what day was that? Like Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So we'll get into that little show a little bit later on the show. But welcome, Jay Bates. What's happening, man? Hey, we are moving right along to Scooby. Scooby, what's going on, man? You know what? I am excited tonight. <laughs> I, I I'm trying to hold down the excitement. I you know last week I, I wasn't in the best. I wasn't at a hundred percent art positive. I was about 97, 95. Um, but today I I feel good. I, I am good. It was a great day. Um, but I'm gonna need some help on this one uh, from the fella. So if you know this, chime in. Um, keep your head up. What? Keep your head up. That's right. Whenever life gets tough, you gotta fight. With my homegirl standing to my left and my right, true blue, we tight like glue. Cause we live in a single. Night this kind of world. She was glad she had her girls. I didn't grow up with no sisters. I definitely did watch Living Single, but it, that that went over my head for a little bit. I'm glad Jay was able to help me out with the melody because <laughs> I was like, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> but thank you, thank you for that, CMO Faison. Welcome to the show, man. DJ Barry B. Fresh, what's going on, sir? Hey, man. Sometimes some crimes go slipping through the cracks, but these two gum shoes. Are picking up the facts. We talk about Chippendale. Let's go. Rescue Rangers in the building. We are here. We are live. Let's get it. Hey, man, that's a nice throwback right there. I used to be live with the Rescue Rangers, man, Chippendale. I used to love that show, man. The bomb diggy. Easy. And last but not least, the prolific one. Carol, what you got for us, man? What you got? Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Yes, we are, Kay. We're looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to go in full Adele, man. Nope, that was it. <laughs> Just one say hello. That was it. Keeping it light. 
But there it is, man. Welcome to the show, man. We got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, the Golden State Warriors took it home last night, man. I was so excited last night uh, watching that game. It was a really good basketball game, though, man. You definitely got to get a Cavs. They're just due because uh, they put up a really, really good fight, man. I want to get you guys a take on the game, you know, what you saw, what you thought, and then we're going to go on from there. So I'm going to go to Jay first, man. I know you had to watch it. Yeah, I caught it, man. I was, I was in and out. Uh, I had some stuff I got to take care of, but I, I definitely caught it. I didn't like uh, LeBron wasn't as as fierce as LeBron could be. It was one time, man, when I think LeBron was bodied Did up against... Did you watch against, the same game? I mean, no, no, no. He wasn't consistent. You know what I mean? Like, he... It, it was times where people, like, I think Iguodala was, was driving, and he just kind of stood there. Like, I feel like if you want it, man, you got to go up after everything. I mean, granted... You know, I mean, like I was saying, you get tired, you get winded, and everything like that. But it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't even when you when you when the like, like this was the elimination game. You got to leave yeah, it all out on the I, court, I think man. That's the not to you know go back to last podcast, but I think that's one of the key factors of the um, conversation of Michael Jordan versus LeBron is the fact that Michael Jordan didn't have those. He would. If he was able to breathe, he was going all out defending whoever had the ball, especially those fast break moments, those those moments like when KD hit the uh, shot in game three, all of those moments, Michael Jordan is up in your body, he's defending, he's ready, and is, is, is in there. And LeBron has too many moments of, you know, I'm not going to give that maximum. I'm going to let Iggy just come running down the lane and dunk twice. Yeah. I understand back in the days, though, that I, ain't happening. I don't know, It man. wasn't I happening. Like, I feel like there's, Period. A reason, there's reasons for for both of those, just those two scenarios. First of all, man, Kevin Durant played like a man possessed. Uh, he definitely <laughs> pl- he played the five games like, you know, they were his last five games. And even though game four, they kind of let that one go and he didn't shoot as well. He still ended up with like 30-some points or whatever. But when you talk about the two best players in the NBA, arguably, Kevin Durant and LeBron James, it's not too much either one of them can do with each other defensively. So, you know, and you saw it last night. KD was really smart. Even the whole series, he was really smart. When he had LeBron on him, what'd he do? Pull up jumper. Can't nobody defend that shot. It's either he misses it or he makes it. If they switch to Trenton Thompson or they switch to uh, your boy from the Nets, I can't, Richard Jefferson. Um, if they switch to Richard Jefferson, he's driving and pulling up. So, you know, he just played his game to the best of his ability. Now, when it came to LeBron, yeah, there was a couple hustle plays I think he let go, man. But I, I can't I can't say he didn't leave it all, all out on the floor because he did everything possible. This man is the only person hey, average. Again, I never said that he didn't leave it all on the floor. What I did say was Michael Jordan is getting up in his gut. He's not letting Kevin Durant shoot that jumper in game three with no hand in his face. He he's his not face. letting. He's No, he didn't. You better go and watch that tape again, my brother. Second off, he is definitely not. Michael Jordan is not letting Iguodala come dunking through the lane when he's anywhere around him easily just, you know, twice in an elimination game. It's not happening. Like, I understand. And look, don't get it twisted. I love the kid. I love the kid. But 
compared to Michael Jordan and remembering the feeling, what happens, what he used to do, how he used to do it. This man was 6-0 and in the finals, ladies and gentlemen. Not, not, what is LeBron's record now? And I know he's faced so many Hall of Famers Wait, and all of this great stuff. Hey, but when rubber meets road. Come on, man. I thought Look, Jordan I, lost in the one finals. First of all. No. He didn't lose in the finals. Six and oh. Oh, he got, he got six and oh. Yeah, he lost in the playoffs. In the first round. Swept, yeah. right? Swept yeah. right out? Before okay, cool. Just want to make sure that he was swept. <laughs> okay. Hey, look, I don't, I don't know, I don't know why we talking about this past. Though, LeBron's right definitely been swept. We're, 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 hey, listen, we're already. LeBron, in, I, I uh, can't play LeBron in one on one. So listen, <laughs> that that man has that. So I, I can't even step into his arena. We're already in the nothing to watch season. I don't know why y'all talking about this. It just makes me mad because here's the thing: LeBron is the best at everything on that yes. team. He's the best scorer. He's the best defender. <laughs> the he's the best rebounder. He's the best passer. <laughs> the best guy on the so, bench. <laughs> Coming off the bench. <laughs> you know what I mean? When he goes sits on the bench, he's the best guy sitting on the bench. Yep, he's the best. He's the best cheerer. He's he's everything. So, you know, you can't say that about Michael Jordan. You can't say that about him. They had the pieces around him that he didn't have to do everything, and that's and what kind of happened after after game two. If you notice on defense, LeBron was just kind of just relaxing on defense because that's how he, he was conserving energy. Hey, that's how he was conserving that's energy. Fine and dandy, but it, it still remains. Look, I understand the different eras. They have different challenges. We need to and I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it in the sense of I think that LeBron is a better basketball player. He knows the game better, is is more intelligent with the game, is more of a specimen for the game. But when you're talking about um where rubber meets road as far as legendary status and who really is like that guy, you, you, he's not showing that he is going to Look, Go ahead. I, I, I'm not even in the debate of who's better, LeBron right. or MJ, right? right. Because in, in, in my opinion, why LeBron gets so much flat is because he changed the game as far as how players execute contracts and how long they sign mm-hmm. for. He took the power away from the owners and the, and the general managers, and he put it in the hand of the players, and he will forever be, be looked at some kind of way because of that. And then beyond that, the other thing is, I, I I support LeBron because I think every single one of us in some shape, form, or fashion, we are LeBron of our, our perspective areas, our respective areas, because how many of you on this podcast or how many of you listening are probably the best at what you do in your, in your place of work or wherever it is, and you don't get the credit that you deserve or people are always talking about you they find some other thing to talk find about other than giving right. you other than giving you the credit that you deserve for what you do yeah. so that's why i i support lebron and i stand behind him because shoot i am lebron james let's i i just want to put this disclaimer out there so that you guys don't get it twisted i do love lebron james and i do support him emphatically however I have said what I've said. No, likewise, likewise. <laughs> I think LeBron is one of the the most phenomenal players that I've ever played. Um, it's just when when you are a fan of a person and then you see someone doing things that you know that somebody is capable of doing more. I mean, granted, I'm not on I'm not on the court. I'm not in his head. I'm not I'm not there. Um, but when you see someone allowing things to happen when you feel as if they shouldn't, 
It's just you, they, those things are noticed. I, I would say those noticed. I, I, I think that I didn't do that spin move. How come he didn't do that spin move at least five times in every quarter that he started doing at the end of the game that nobody, nobody could stop? stop. But you know what? No, no, this is why I love the way Golden State won that no game. No fouls, right? Because when it came down to the, not even the fouls, they started just giving away buckets. Like you said, LeBron was coming down and just driving to the basket. Why? Because they was already up by like seven or eight points. And if I'll trade baskets with you for the rest of the night, that's what we're going to do because they they couldn't play enough defense at the end. You of keep the hitting, game. you keep hitting twos. We gonna come down the other end and we gonna hit a three. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So so it, twos in there every now and then. Yeah. I, I just think the scheme, the coaching. I mean, it ain't hard to coach this team. He playing. I mean, Steve Curry has a freaking All Star team. Oh, he got seven rings now. This is his seventh <laughs> ring he's gotten. But Steve Kerr is doing the same job Larry Coker did with UM. Yep. It's, hey, buddy, sit back, enjoy the ride, have a great time, go do some <laughs> yoga, get spiritually <laughs> together. We got this, champ. Go ahead and let Mike Brown get some, um, you know, some get back, some recipro- reciprocity, you know, on, on the old team that fired him not once but twice, ladies and, and still gentlemen. still getting paid. So I understand. Still getting paid from that. Yeah, you, you got know, a ring, but playing as him, they got a check right from them at the same time. That's Steve, that's that's how you Steve play. Steve has six Speaker has six rings, seven rings. It's a seven, oh, yeah. seven now. Like, yeah, six or seven. Like I don't know how many he got with Jordan and the Spurs, but he got two with Golden State too. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I forgot about Spurs. No, I didn't forget about the Spurs. I forgot mm. about that other championship that the Golden State oh. got. Um, geez, that, that was, was just a year, right? year wow. from two years ago. Um, was it going? Yeah, I was going to say that. something they, though, they, but they I forgot what I was going to say. So I guess we can. Jump off. Okay, a quick question. Like, let's, okay, so to get off LeBron, what do y'all think about KD and the hype about him getting the ring and how he got it? You know, the whole thing about uh, like him going about from that, OKC man. going to Golden State. Whatever, listen, dude. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I, I, I don't. I absolutely I, I, yeah, he did, he, did the, he did the right <laughs> thing. I think he needs to he need to change. He needs to adjust. It didn't mean whatever. If, it, if oh, a okay, team's okay, there, okay. he's he's down with one. First of all, and I hope that no one's listening to this podcast, Oklahoma City. But who wants to be in Oklahoma City? <laughs> like, first of all, <laughs> as hey, a listen, city. Hey, wow. listen. I, I hope that everybody in Oklahoma City. I hope that everybody in Oklahoma City is listening to this because everything, me everything's I'll closed come. right now. Everything's closed exactly. right now, so they might as well be listening to the podcast. So, like, yeah, I, I think it's good for him, to, for him to move over there and him to, um, you know, go whatever. It didn't matter where he went. If he went to went to dc if he went to the heat if he went anywhere else like he was determined granted it was easier here but you still gotta fit in with that and he had to fit in his role and make it work and I me mean, he's still a leader of a team no matter what him and steph curry are there he won mvp because he's naturally a leader he's won these things before just as he needed that ring and now he's solidified now he can actually do things and have fun with the game like lebron did when he went to miami like you gotta now pass that bubble so the fun can start now he can say all right i got my ring now i can enjoy he can't. He won't ever be, be a Barkley. I think. Um, I think it's exactly like when LeBron went to the Heat. I think it's. Uh, I think it's a lot of vindication because. Incorrect. Remember, oh, it's exactly like when LeBron went to the Heat. Only the team it absolutely is not. It's because, not because it's the not. Heat. No. The Heat were not. Yes. The Heat had a losing. We had a losing game. record. We Ooh, had a losing team. record before LeBron came here. Right. There's a big difference. We so, didn't have, we did not have three all-stars. All not not great players. Three people. All-stars. What do you mean? Huh? 
Huh? He didn't have three people already there. He came with three. And they three still people. lost. So he came with one other person. He came with one other person with Bosch. Wade was already there. Wade was already there. Chris Bosch doesn't really count. Chris Bosch doesn't Again. Again. Are you kidding me? I'm dead serious. I am not. Again. To compare a 72 winning team to the Miami Heat of yesteryear. Look, I'm not. I'm look. And and again, look. I don't, I don't fault anybody for, for going to um, excel in their career, going to, you know, get his championship ring. However, I know working at UM, I, I, I don't care what FSU offers me. I'm not going to work. That's there. what I'm saying. And my thing was that was the only thing that sours me on what he did. I understand I it. And I'm not, you I know, agree. I'm not mad at it. It's just that I'm just I find it hard as far as like you literally went to the op the the team that you guys are battling with like, and facing over and over again one. that was your hurdle it's just personally in in the um growth of being a man like that's just something you're just taught that it's like yo you, you just don't do it i understand why he did it and yo all hats off to him i still think he's an outstanding basketball player i still think that he deserves his ring i still think that you know hey he is where he is but again i do not compare his journey and his decision of LeBron going from the Cavs to the Heat. It wasn't, we were not, um, the Cavs and the Heat were not um, adversaries. The Cavs and the, the, the Heat did not have anywhere near the type of record that, I mean, you're you're bringing a cannon to, uh, you know, a uh, 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 heavy uh, artillery. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, you know, you know so what I mean? In that, in that sense, I get you. I understand. I agree. I don't, I never really agree with going to the opponent uh, because I, I don't think I could have done that either. That's like me transferring from UM to Florida State. Like, that's just not going to happen. People did it. Uh, to play. <laughs> People did it at UM all the time. Yeah, but then they got to yeah. sit out of here and all that. But I, I don't know. I just I don't have talk to that level anymore. of They're dead hate. to me. Right. They're dead to me. But when you talk about what he did and putting himself in the best position for himself, making the best decision, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but what... That's what LeBron did because he KD wasn't going to win a championship in OKC in my opinion not with Russell Westbrook right now no. so the sports business is this is a business right so so we think about the process as a business let's let's take out let's take out the team aspect of of, of the athletic part if Kevin Durant was a vice president at Coke and he was offered more money over at Pepsi to do the right thing at Pepsi, and people do this all the time in corporations. They do that all the time. Was this that man? It was a business deal was, that was profitable for him and for his family, for his legacy. He did the right thing. But you can't by take him. out. You can't take out the sports and the team aspect of a team game. Like said, yeah, listen, how many? How many people think, left? Because at the end of the day, would, would, would KD still have that ring if he went to a different team? Would, if he went to this the game, Wizards, this he year, no. This year, no. He wouldn't know. That's what I'm saying. So it's just like sure he would he he would he would definitely have that ring if he went to the Cavs. Yes. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, he would. <laughs> good good call, okay? Good call. They would have had to let go a lot of people to make that go, make that work though. He would definitely have that ring if he went to the Spurs. Oh yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, what I'm, okay, mm -hmm. so a team that oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. If he went to a but that's but still he got a supporting cast already established and a winning team like Fresh said, a winning team. Yo, but who wants to rebuild? So why should I go who from wants to go through a process of rebuilding again? I want to just jump exactly. in. Like, let me just jump in and get the ring. Hey, I'm not. I'm not. Look, I'm not saying, again. I'm not. You know I mean? I'm not nobody's mad nobody's at him. Mad, he he is. He is. Look, 
all intents and pur purposes, they are sitting right now at the helm of a dynasty. Oh, yeah. Because it Next is going years, to be few and hard pressed to injuries. figure out how to create some type of firepower. But at the same time, don't be surprised. If you don't see Paul George in that Cavs outfit next year, ladies and gentlemen, mark my words, you heard it here first. They they need some more juice to get loose in the Cavs. Um, I was gonna say that I guarantee you, if Clay Thompson leaves Golden State, they will they will not be champions again. They next, will not next year. He has to stay. He is the yes, glue. Yeah, he is yeah. the centerpiece. And, he is. And, and this is what people don't talk about. Well, he's not the centerpiece. Draymond's the centerpiece, but Draymond, yeah, I don't he's, know. Yeah, he's but needed. but he he oh, is yeah. a he is a Draymond lock, is definitely the centerpiece. He is a lockdown defender, and if exactly. you lose him, it all falls apart. He's, exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Clay is a Clay is a key aspect because he's the one. Not only is he a lockdown defender, but more importantly, when Curry and and anybody else is not going off, all of a sudden he's he's the person that they're like, oh shit. Excuse and that's me why they they're like, just oh have god, too much Clay is the because you got four people. That you gotta somehow defend. That's why Iguodala just happened to be getting all of these layups or whatever. Because LeBron hey, gotta check AI, him and three hey, other Iggy people. Was, Iggy just was feeling it. He was AI feeling it good. last yeah, night he, though yeah, too. Because he, he just started stroking. He just played the field. He feeling. started stroking. I don't know. I'm cool with it. I'll get at the Kyrie before I get to Listen. Listen. There are two people in that starting lineup that allowed him to do what they do. is Draymond and Clay. You break either one of them up. There's, You're right. There's, there's Draymond is their fire property. Yeah. He's like Dennis Rodman. Yeah, that team where has to stay you know exactly he's just it it's it's like it's like taking Richard Sherman off off the Seahawks defense. They they can't Sherman, they, Sherman, they can't Sherman. run the defense that they run mm -hmm. if you get rid of him. One thing I do want to talk about though is uh, Steve Kerr, and I think he got it from Popovich if I heard correctly. But when he, when he said uh, they, they, it was like a, a pregame interview. And he told, he said he told his team that he wanted them to play with the appropriate fear in this game five. Um, now, when I heard it, you know, I was listening to the game on my way home from work last night, and I, I heard it, and it just didn't really rub me the right way. Because as an athlete, you talking about playing with fear. Now, the operative word is appropriate, and I think that's what's going to be the difference maker when we break it down. But when you talk about playing with fear. In my opinion, there's no room for that because you're not focused on what you need to be focused on when you're playing the game. So when you tell me to play with the appropriate fear, it's like kind of sending mixed messages. And I think I know what he meant, and it might have just been the way the words came out. And I think he meant, uh, you know, don't take this for granted or understand the moment. Play up, play up to this moment. I don't necessarily know if he meant play with fear because, I don't know, I go back to when I used to play football, or basketball or anything when you football for instance uh, up until I got to like ninth grade or whatever I, I was kind of timid on the football field and that was just because when I moved from uh, Florida to Virginia it was a, a different type of athlete like I played in Colonial Heights first and then I played in Petersburg so it was different type of athletes I played with a lot of uh, Caucasian kids white kids and I was basically the only black uh, child on the team so I was able to outrun everybody. I was able to catch everybody. I was the franchise of the team. 
Then I moved to the other side of the city, Petersburg, and I'm playing with other black kids who are just as talented as me. So I didn't really know how to deal with that. And so up until I got to high school and I made it to that certain level of confidence, I would play with a certain level of fear. And then even in high school, some games, it would take that first hit before I would actually get my head into the game and be able to function properly. But playing with that fear, it, it takes your mind into so many different places because I feel like you're worried about the wrong thing. So I don't know how I could tell my team to function and go out and win this you know, closeout game by telling them to play with an appropriate level of fear. So I want to get you guys to take on this so y'all might be able to break it down and then we go on from there. No, I don't think, uh, when he says fear, uh, well, I think, well, you can interpret it how you want to interpret it, but I think that he maybe meant uh, maybe more so a certain level of understanding. Like, know that this is a phenomenal team that you're facing. Like, know that or since like, you're not just going to go out here and get like, on the court that's, and, that's, that's kind you know, of, throw the ball up and they just go drop well, in I, while I, that happened often for Golden State <laughs> in many different areas. It, it did seem like KD could just throw it up and drop it in, but know that um, that you have to put in the work and know that it's not going to come easy. So having that, like, like I said, I think that fear can be changed to, like I said, having a, the appropriate level of understanding to know that. So taking that fear and, and turning it into, you know, I, you need to execute a certain type of way. So, under, you know, fear or understand that this team's not going to go away, but you need to use that to, you know, execute to win this game or utilize it as some type of fuel or motivation, right? Absolutely. And it's just like... Uh, what does it say? Uh, I shall fear no man, but God. Do I walk through the valley of death? Right. Right. And and, and really, I should never fear another man. If if, right. if if anything, I should fear myself that I let myself down, that I don't push myself to achieve, to do more, to accomplish things, that yeah. I allow something to to stop me from being the best person that I can be. <laughs> There's nothing to fear but fear itself. You know, it's like, it's like, I think a certain level of fear is healthy. Like it, 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 it reminds you that you're human. It reminds you that you're, you know, that you're, like you said, like Kay said, uh, afraid of not living up to your potential or afraid of defeat. Um, so I think that a certain level of fear in your life can you, like you said, be, can, you can use it as fuel and get you to that. Once again, I think why he said appropriate, it's not saying just any fear. It's saying, hey, use, you're going to have it's natural as a human being to have some type of fear but make it be the appropriate type of fear that will actually turn into fuel and help you progress instead of it being you know some type of fear that will then put you in a hole and not allow you to uh you know conquer what you're looking to conquer so how do you discern the difference like what is the appropriate type of fear because it's still in my head i'm thinking fear if i'm i think it's just like carol said it's more about the fear of of self letdown than it is about the fear of them of defeat it's about the, the the fear of you not um fully giving all of yourself to the task or moment or whatever it is or, or preparation even and in fearing and, and, and using that fear to push you to do it as opposed to uh getting lost in the fear of you know defeat the fear of oh man are they really that much better than who cares about how much better uh they are than you that you can't control how much better somebody is in you at the end of the day you can control how much better you will make yourself and so fear that you're not going to live up to your own expect expectations or ability of yourself as opposed to being you know pushed towards the, the opposition yeah it's like don't 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 fear what happened yesterday don't fear what happened last year you know live in this moment right now and hopefully 
you have prepared yourself to deal with the moment right now. And if you didn't, that's the thing that you should fear, that you didn't prepare yourself for this moment. So how do you, Carol, specifically, live and move like that with that type of mind state, given that state? So how do you live with that appropriate level of fear? Well, the, the first thing is you have to put yourself in the appropriate situations to even have that fear, because if you've reached a state of comfort, you probably are living without fear because you know that you're going to dominate, that you're that you already have mastered whatever this low level uh, challenge is. So you have to constantly put yourself in a state of challenge. Otherwise, that never creates the fear to begin with, because if 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 it's not a challenge, then there's no fear. So you you have to first put yourself in a situation um, to to even be feel that feeling, that emotion. And then once you have that emotion, you now have to figure out and get to the root cause of why do you have that emotion? Why is that going on? and then build your action plan from there of how you're going to prepare yourself to deal with this the best. So most of it is a, is, is a mental thing first before it's an actual physical execution uh, type situation. So define your comfort zone. And then once you've, de- you've defined your comfort zone, understand it, what that fear is that's driving you or, or I guess inserting itself into you to be able to turn it around and get out of it. You, you have to recognize your comfort zone first. You have to recognize that you're comfortable because some people go through it every single day and don't realize that they're they're just in their comfort zone. They think that, you know, I go to sleep, I wake up, I do this, I do this, I return home, and then I prepare for the next day, right? right? If, if nothing ever throws you off of that cycle, then chances are you're probably not challenging yourself enough. Neurofeature to the point where you can allow the ability to not have fear is with real time practice and, and doing it real time and doing what you what you're worried about sometimes. Um, you know, public speaking, for instance, is one thing that most people uh, tend to to do at home and no problem. They can talk in front of their friends. Um, and if you're in a group, or let's make it more simple, if you're in a group of people and you're just uh, talking and talking normally, but then all of a sudden everyone stops and looks at, looks at you. And you gotta be the one that says the next statement. People live in that fear right there that what if I say something stupid or I say something that, that doesn't make sense? How am I gonna be able to go forward there? But being able to know that you know you're just holding a conversation, you're living in that moment, you're taking care of it. Like those things you practice, you live at work, at presentations, you know, all that comes through and, and living in that fear and or the appropriate amount of fear to say what you gotta say but not worry about it. Um, works out well. Then you can't care. You gotta take care of you and not care what other people think sometimes. Because people think about you can cause you to have the wrong fears versus you take care of yourself and doing that. Amount of fear allows you to remain humble as opposed to becoming arrogant and becoming big headed and conceited, you knowing that um, at any moment it can be taken away from you. You know what I mean? At any moment, like while yes, it is in my control to prepare myself and do everything that I can to get to the destination I'm trying to get to or you know to, to ultimately achieve that goal at any moment uh, something can like because ultimately I'm not in control of certain things in life so at some point something can come my way so living with that appropriate amount of fear allows you to uh, like I said to be humble and to be grateful for what you
Right, and then putting yourself, so it sounds like, you know, what I'm getting from you guys, especially what, what, what Art just said, is, you know, putting yourself in those pressure type of situations, you know what I'm saying? So that way you get to the point where you have to embrace that fear, like we say with the fledgeology mission statement, you know, embrace your fear so that you can get out of your comfort zone and want to live in that purpose-driven life. So the more you put yourself in those pressure situations, those situations that build that fear up, and then you'd be successful at it. Or maybe you learn the lesson from it, but that's what's gonna ultimately get you, you know, to the point where you are living with an appropriate level of fear, I guess, so that you're able to perform in any given situation. And I think it's the... And let's not think that... <laughs> I think it's the realization of how many fears that you've had are really worth fearing. How many times have there been, you know, things that you were so scared of either doing, trying, experiencing, so terrified of that once you finally got through them, you were realized, wow, they weren't even a fraction as bad as I anticipated or that I planned for. And I could definitely, you know, do that again or, you know, it definitely isn't uh, so um, terrifying that, you know, I need to stay away from it. So it's really taking that time to understand that nine times out of ten it's just the fear that you're fearing and not really the activity or event or you know whatever you're trying to strive for and i want to spin from like the phobia mindset of fear to to the fear of not being success um you know thinking about people fear losing their jobs people go to work every day in case said it earlier you go to work to do the main thing maintain circle over and over again but that's because you fear that if you don't do what you have to do your family can't eat so that fear motivates you to go to work and follow the rules the right way in society we live in the mindset of the fear of what what's going to happen if we don't do a b or c um so it's not always fear of frightful or fear hard movie this is fear of not providing for those that need providing for you know let's let's put a real life example out there so art talked about uh the fear of public speaking and that took me to something that i said some time ago and it was i have never been afraid of public speaking but i have been afraid of the public display of who i am right so i think most people don't actually have a fear of public speaking most people have a fear of people looking at them and all attention is on them that's what the fear really is judging People hate to be judged. You're you're afraid to be judged. You're afraid to be criticized. You're afraid for people to critique you. you. You're afraid that somebody is sitting there saying, oh, my gosh, you know, that person's too heavy. They need to lose weight. Oh, my gosh, that that makeup. Why did she do that? That's what we're really afraid of. And 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 we won't know it unless you are doing amateur comedy. People tell you give you that feedback right away. But if if you're doing public speaking, it's totally different because you might see people whispering to each other, but you don't know what they say. So then there's the fear of the Well, I don't know what they said. So that's just a real life example of, OK, let's get to the root cause of, of what it what it is you're really afraid of. It probably has nothing to do with you actually speaking. Let's give another example. People don't go to the doctor. Why don't people go to the doctor? Because they're scared of finding out that they have something, something crazy yeah. going on. Exactly. And did you know it's cheaper to go to a doctor? Get a, actually, your physical is free. But most people don't go and use a physical because they're afraid they're going to find something in there in that physical that they don't want to hear about or blood work. 
I realized that when I went to go, because my birthday came up, I, you know, every year you should go yearly to go do your physical. And I was asking for a copay for it. And the, the receptionist was like, no, no copay for your, your pre-work. And I was like, well, what do you mean? The sign says copay. And she said, no, it's the physicals are, are free. It's just part of your insurance to cover yearly. But most people don't do this every year or they just skip it because they are fearful of coming in to get something checked out. So you don't see them for five years until something's wrong. That's, that's the fear of going to a doctor because doctors always tell you what's wrong because you don't go in nothing to say right. what's and right. if you keep digging, let's keep peeling back the layers on that. It's not that you're afraid of finding out something's wrong. It's you're afraid that you won't be able to handle it. Like whether it be financially mm-hmm. or you're going to have to miss work or people that are depending on you. And, and you're not true. you're not mentally prepared to deal with that, but you just sum it up and ah, I hate going to the doctor. Yeah, no, man, I, that's and that's silly, man. I think that's crazy that people would live with that type of fear in any given situation. I think Fresh might have said that earlier, how these fears are just like silly fears or what have you, man. But I think it's it's really important that you you have to embrace that and whatever it is that you're doing, man. At the end of the day, I think that's the true takeaway from from this entire conversation centered around, you know, that appro- 